Do you have boundaries in your life? I had heard people talking about boundaries, but I wasn't exactly sure what they meant or what a boundary was. So today we are going to deep dive into what boundaries are, why you need them, and what they would look like in real life. I'll be sharing some real life examples of things that I have implemented in my life to make boundaries and protect my peace, because that's what a boundary really is all about, protecting your peace. Are you ready to make a change in your life, but not sure where to start? Welcome to Moms on the Rise, where we believe that as moms and as women, we can choose to create a life we love. I'm Camille Beckstrand, a mindset coach and fellow mom on this journey of rising up in all areas of our lives. So join me and let's rise together. Welcome back to Moms on the Rise. Thank you so much for being here. For those of you that are new to the podcast, Welcome. This is a place where we talk about all things motherhood, womanhood, and marriage, and really just life. We are just working on becoming the best version of ourselves, and we're all a work in progress. We're so glad that you're here. If something that you have heard or learned from this podcast has helped you in any way, I would love if you could leave a review. Those reviews help the podcast reach more people, and I'm on a mission to help as many moms as I can because what I would have given to have a lifeline like this community when I was going through hard times in my life. And I just hope that we can be that lifeline for other moms out there. Today is part four of a four episode series where we have been talking about people pleasing. And if you haven't listened to episodes one through three, I highly recommend going back and doing that first. But today's episode, we're going to talk about how to stop people pleasing by setting boundaries. And so I think it's important that we start by understanding what a boundary is and why is it so important, especially for us moms. I want you to think about boundaries this way. And this was the definition that helped me understand it best. So I want you to think about a boundary being like this emotional fence. (laughs) Imagine a fence because it helps us define what is acceptable and what isn't in our relationships or in any area of our life, really. So Instead of picturing boundaries as like this wall that shuts others out, imagine it being more flexible, like a chain link fence with a gate on it. And so this fence, it serves a lot of purposes. And like when you have a fence around your house, it defines your property lines. It establishes a sense of your space. It creates a clear distinction between what's inside the fence and what's outside. And so that's what boundaries do too. They kind of define those lines for us and they establish the sense of our space and kind of what the space is that we need. And then they create that distinction of what belongs in our life and maybe what doesn't or what we keep outside. So I want you to imagine this emotional fence, this emotional boundary surrounding you. When I was growing up, I had a fence in my backyard. And there were gates on either side. And if the gate was open, the neighbor kids knew that it was an invitation to come in and play. And there were tons of kids in our neighborhood. And so they were always running around. I mean, it was the 90s. We played outside all the time. But if the gate was closed, that meant that we either weren't available to play or maybe we were having time with just our family. And it wasn't a time where they could really come over. And so just like that physical fence was in my backyard when I was growing up and it had the gate that opened and closed and let people know. Our emotional fence allows us to choose when we let others into our personal space and how we let others into our personal space or into our lives. So hopefully that helps you understand a little bit like what this boundary is. If our boundaries were like solid brick walls, 
it would be permanent and it would block outside, like all outside connection. But having this fence kind of invites healthy interactions with people and healthy interactions with our time and healthy interactions with our peace. We protect our peace. And so it allows us to engage with others in a way that respects our needs and it respects theirs as well. It's just about finding a balance between being open, but also safeguarding our own health and our own well-being. It's just us showing up for us. So these emotional boundaries that we make, and we get to choose what they are for ourselves, they're just another tool in our tool belt to help us navigate that dance between self-care, taking care of ourselves, and caring for others. And I know we've talked about this at length, but as people pleasers, we tend to swing only towards caring for others. And it comes down to we have to find this happy middle place. Like boundaries aren't just about building that solid brick fortress that nobody can come in, but it's about choosing when to open that gate and when to keep it closed. And this gate will open and close in different seasons of our lives. And that's okay because boundaries change with what we need and with what we're going through. Now, I know that so many of us can relate to the constant tug of war between wanting to please everybody and forgetting to take care of ourselves. People pleasing can leave us so drained and so overwhelmed because most of the time we keep that gate wide open or we don't have any boundaries in place. And it can actually be hard for a people pleaser to set some boundaries and to set those limits almost for other people. I can remember a time, in fact, most of my life, and I would just say yes to everything. I was the yes person. And we've talked about this in other episodes, but yes to every request. Yes to every favor. And at the end of the day, I would find myself so exhausted with no time left for me, no time left for my family, no time left for the things that really were most important to me. And I know so many of you can relate. It's like we're running on an empty tank, trying to fill everybody else's cup while ours is bone dry. When I started going to therapy, boundaries were one of the first places that we started in my journey of becoming more mentally stable. I didn't realize that I did not have boundaries in place. I was just doing all that I could to keep everybody else happy in my life and everybody in my circle. I was trying to show up for everybody in any way that they needed me, even if I didn't have the capacity to do so or the bandwidth to do so. But I just kind of felt like I had to. I felt like if I didn't, I wasn't worth much. I tied my worth to doing things and to doing things for other people, always showing up for everybody, always trying to be the hero, the girl that could do it all. And I really think that's what led to my mental breakdown a couple of years ago. I just hit rock bottom, mostly because I was so tired and I was so exhausted and worn down. As moms and as women, our nurturing instincts that we just have naturally are incredible. And I really think it's one of our best qualities. But sometimes that comes at a cost because we're so focused on meeting the needs of our kids, of our husband or partner, of our friends, that we forget about what we need. And I know that might sound selfish. It really sounded selfish for me and it was really hard for me to grasp. It was hard for me to say things like, hey, I need some time alone tonight to recharge my batteries. And if I'm being honest, it's still hard for me to say things like that. Or when they would pass a sign-up sheet around at church to volunteer with different things or to help with this or that, and I would pass on it and not sign up. Like I would just feel so guilty. And sometimes I still feel like, ooh, I should just sign up. This is what a good person would do. And I've had to learn, no, I can still be a good person, even if I don't volunteer to help with every single little thing that comes my way. 
So we know the boundaries are in place to protect our peace, to protect our time, just to protect us and our family and what we value most. You don't need boundaries for every single little thing in your life, but there are probably a few areas in your life where you really do need to define your boundaries. So let's dive into some real life examples of what setting boundaries would look like just in everyday life. So here's example number one, saying no without guilt. So just imagine for a second that a friend asks for a favor and you genuinely don't have the time or the energy for it. And so setting a boundary here might mean kindly saying no and then not feeling guilty about it after. Now, I know this is so hard because as people pleasers, we're the yes people. But like we talked about in the last episode, the thing that has helped me the most with this guilt is just reminding myself that if I say yes to this, what am I saying no to? And many times I would feel guilt because saying yes to helping somebody else meant spending less time with my family. And so it's almost like choose what guilt you want. And since I value my family more than a friend or an acquaintance or the community, whatever I'm volunteering for or saying yes to, they're what I choose. My family is what I choose. And so for me, it's almost like choosing the lesser guilt option, if that makes sense. But then this is another thing that I've learned. And it's so important for me to always remember that I can choose to not feel guilty because for once, I actually chose what was most important to me. So maybe if the guilt starts to creep in when you tell somebody no, choose to feel pride that you put your values first or choose to feel proud of yourself for putting your family or your mental health or sleep first or whatever that is for you. This is such a good boundary to have. No one can make you feel guilty for saying no and protecting what is most important to you. It's not that you're rejecting others, but it's that you are finally keeping a commitment to yourself. Okay, a second example, maybe setting a boundary in everyday situations would be carving out me time. So here's another scenario, just making sure to take time for yourself every day and setting a boundary to have dedicated me time, whether that's every day or every week, it's so important. It could be a hobby. It could be a walk. It could simply be just quiet time to recharge. As I work with and coach women through the Mommy Tummy Fix program, this is a huge thing that comes up. So many moms will say to me, oh, I just don't have the time to work out or I don't have the time to make myself breakfast or I just don't have time for me right now. And it absolutely breaks my heart. They are so busy showing up for everybody else that they don't have time for them. And I had to start figuring out ways to make time for me because this used to be my situation too. I used to tell myself or tell other people, I just don't have time for me right now. It's just not my season of life. And here's the thing. You have to make it an important thing in every season of your life. And I had to figure this out for myself as well. I had to figure out time to exercise and take care of my physical body. I had to figure out time for me to pray and connect to God for my spiritual health. And then I had to have time for me to journal and do that mental work for therapy and the different things that I was doing in that area of my life. And honestly, when it came down to it, I needed like a solid hour every single day to make sure that I was doing this work on myself and making this time for myself. And so I decided that I was going to wake up before my kids woke up and spend this hour on me, working on me and doing those things that I needed to do. And this meant I needed to go up to bed on time so that I could wake up earlier than my kids and have this hour to myself for alone time. 
And everything was working good. I had it all figured out. I'd go to bed at a certain time so I could wake up at a certain time and worked it around my kids' schedules and all the things. And everything was working out great until my work wanted to start having an early meeting once a week. And could I have had that meeting? Yes. That time was available. My kids were still asleep. I could make that work with my work schedule, but it would have taken away from my me time, that time that I needed to be in a more mentally stable and physically healthy and be more spiritually in tune. Like that was my time that I had carved out with me, for me. It was literally an appointment with myself. And so I thought about it for a little while. And then I went back and I told my work, you know what? That time actually doesn't work for me. And that was the honest truth. It didn't because I needed that alone time. I had made that appointment and that commitment to myself and it didn't work in my schedule. And so you guess what? We found another time to meet. Old Camille would have bent and given up that morning time and just been like, yep, I need to be a team player. I need to go to that meeting at that time that works for everybody else. But Camille with boundaries knew that me time was crucial. And so maybe you don't have a boss who wants to meet in the early hours of the morning when you're having this time for yourself, but maybe this means talking to your partner or your spouse to figure out when you can sneak away to go on a walk by yourself or have some alone time to read a book or to read scriptures or exercise or whatever it is that you need. You time is so crucial to your health, especially as a mom. Like, yes, you are a mom, but you're also a woman. You're also a human who needs time for herself and deserves to have even just a few minutes for herself. Okay, here's example number three, communicating your needs to your partner or your family. In the relationships that we have, whether that's in our marriage or in people that we are dating or our siblings or our kids, it's crucial to communicate. And in that communication, we need to tell people what we need, which I know is so hard for us sometimes, especially as moms. It's hard to communicate what it is that we really need. I feel like sometimes in the relationship that we have with our spouse or our partner, we sometimes just fall into certain ways of living and certain roles without really meaning to. And so setting a boundary in a relationship might look like having an open conversation with your partner about sharing responsibilities and creating a support system. This one is kind of hard for me because I don't ever want to appear weak or like I can't handle all the things, but that's just it. I'm usually so overwhelmed and would like help with all the things that are on my plate. And I've had to have these conversations with Jared and really define like, okay, this is what I'm doing. This is what I need you to do. Or this is how I need us to work together to handle all the different things that are going on in our life right now. And there will be seasons of your life where you're okay and you're doing great with all the things on your plate. But then there will be seasons of your life where you really need some help. And that won't happen unless you start to communicate what it is that you need. And I've had to have these communications and conversations with my kids, with my parents, with my sisters. In fact, I could think of a boundary that I had to set with my kids. We have a two-story house and many times it's just easier for them to yell mom from the top of their lungs when they need me instead of coming to find me in the house. And as soon as they yell my name, I usually respond to make the yelling stop. I have pretty sensitive ears. And so loud noises like that are hard for me. And I just want it to stop as soon as possible. So my kids are pretty conditioned to yell my name and they will get a really quick response. But I remember one day I had had it. I was just tired of people yelling for me or yelling at me because they needed my attention. And so I just stopped answering. I was still in the house. But I just didn't respond to their yelling. And oh my goodness, 
No joke. They yelled my name for a solid 10 minutes before coming to find me. And when they found me in my bedroom, they were surprised. They were like, Mom, I've been yelling your name. Why didn't you answer me? And I just kind really calmly responded, I don't like when people scream for me. If you want to come and talk to me, you can come and find me and you can speak with me at a normal volume. And that boundary was set that day. And while sometimes my kids still yell, they do remember most of the time to just come and find me and talk to me. Now, this boundary, it's totally a fence with a gate. Remember how we talked about that? So this boundary can swing open. It can be totally flexible. When there is an emergency, of course, I respond to them yelling my name. Or when there's something that requires a super quick response and they yell out my name, yes, I will respond. That's what moms do. But when they just need a random thing or can't find their clean socks, they need to come find me and talk to me on a normal level, not screaming at me from another floor in the house. Another boundary that I had to set with my kids was during my shower time. Now, when you have babies and toddlers, showers as a mom are so short and fast, and they usually involve you leaving the door wide open, and you run in and out of that shower like three times during your shower time to check on your babies or to check on your little ones because you're just so afraid something's going to happen to them while you're in the shower, or at least I was. And so showers are kind of stressful, but I got used to leaving the door open while I showered and my kids got used to just walking in the door and talking to me while I was taking a shower. They'd come in and ask questions or could just come in to tell me something random. Well, my kids are older now. And I have found that my shower time was still being interrupted multiple times by kids needing things or kids needing to come tell me something or kids who were fighting. And one day I just said, no more. I need to have my shower time be alone time. Like you kids are old enough. You're okay for a couple minutes while I shower. And so the boundary became that while I shower, I lock the door and that's my alone time. Nobody can come in and ask me questions. Nobody can yell at me from the door because I don't respond to yelling. And I just told them what you will need will have to wait until I finish showering or you can go find your dad. But I needed that time to myself and not to be solving the world's problems while I was trying to condition my hair. And that was a boundary that I had to set with my kids. And I know those are kind of silly examples, but I want to show you how simple these boundaries can be. And they can still be flexible. But for me, that's protecting my peace and that's protecting my sanity. So how do you know what you need boundaries for in your life? This is a question that I have gotten a couple of times. And how do you know where to start? So here are some things that I want you to think about when it comes to deciding what you need to make boundaries for. I've got five things for you. So the first thing, like we talked about two episodes ago, I want you to start by reflecting on your priorities and what it is that you value. What truly matters to you? Your values can be a compass that will guide you in knowing where to set boundaries. For me, I have boundaries set around the time that I spend with my family. Like my phone is going to be on silent during those times. I'm not going to be checking it for work messages or responding to people that need me for work stuff. I have a boundary around that family time. I have a boundary around my mornings. Like I talked about, that's my time to just be alone and be okay with that. I have a boundary around my kids yelling out my name because I like quiet. That's something that I value. And so those were areas in my life where I knew I needed to set some boundaries. So maybe for you, it's more quality time with your family, or maybe you're pursuing a personal passion or something, a new hobby or something new for yourself, or maybe you're struggling to find time for self-care. And you need to make some boundaries around that. 
Looking at your values are such a great place to start when deciding if you need boundaries and what those boundaries might be. The second thing would be to kind of take note of what is draining your energy. Are there certain tasks that you do or activities or maybe there are certain relationships that just leave you feeling completely drained, completely exhausted, or maybe even overwhelmed? And so if you can identify these energy drains in your life, it can be a really good indicator of where some boundaries are needed. For me, my kids yelling at me completely drained me and it made me grumpy. And so a quick boundary of you can't yell for mom when it's not an emergency completely changed it and made my home a much more peaceful place. It can be just small things like that. It might be people in your life that drain your energy. And so maybe make a boundary around that of like, I can be with that person once a month or once a week. Or if you work with this person, maybe the boundary is that you'll just eat lunch at your desk instead of eating with everybody else. Whatever that needs to look like for you, you are the one that has to decide what that boundary is. The third thing to think about when it comes to deciding what you need to make boundaries for is to listen and pay attention to your emotions. So if you are frequently feeling stressed or if you're feeling anxious or overwhelmed or unfulfilled, it could be a sign that you need to focus on that area in your life. Our emotions are such powerful signals. They can offer insights into where these boundaries could maybe bring some balance into our lives. Sometimes for me, just writing down the things that are stressing me out at this point in my life kind of lets me look at it and decide what I want to do or what I need to do with each of them. Maybe do I need to talk to somebody to get some help on different things I'm working on? Or do I need to say no to this volunteer thing because it's causing me so much stress? Or just pay attention to how you feel when you do certain things. Your feelings are such a good indicator of what might need a little bit more attention in your life. The fourth thing to consider as you are deciding what you need to make boundaries for is to look for physical symptoms. So maybe you don't feel like you're stressed or you're anxious, but your body could be telling you in a different way. Our bodies often communicate what our minds may completely overlook. So maybe some physical symptoms you might be experiencing could be fatigue, headaches, or even like changes in your appetite. These can all be signs that there are areas in your life taking a toll on your well-being and you just might need to look at making some boundaries around them. For me, I have come to learn that there are times where maybe I don't feel stressed, but I notice that I crave sweets and I will emotionally eat like it's nobody's business. And now I know that's a sign of my body telling me, hey, Camilla, you need to slow down. You're doing too much. You have too much on your plate. And it's a good reminder to me that, oh, probably need some more boundaries around my time and being careful with not overbooking myself. And then the fifth thing to think about when it comes to deciding what you need boundaries for in your life is to ask yourself, what brings me joy? I just want you to consider for a minute, what is it that helps you to feel true joy in your life and feel fulfilled and be okay with bringing more of that into your life? We are meant to be happy. Life is meant to be good. It is meant to be joyful. And so when you do feel most alive and connected to yourself, that's when true joy can come in. And I want you to identify those moments because it can guide you in setting boundaries that are going to help you prioritize activities and prioritize relationships that will align with you and your true self and what can really help you to feel happy in your life. The last thing that I wanted to say about boundaries is that they're not about changing other people. 
They're about you and deciding how you want to show up. You won't have control over how other people react, but you get to choose what you want your life to look like and how you are going to show up in your own life. It's really hard because as people pleasers, we just want to keep everyone else's peace. And it's usually at the cost of our own. I know this all too well. And not always, but many times we do sacrifice our own peace. And it may not be a problem in the moment, but over time can lead to some bigger problems down the road. What I've learned and what I want you to remember is that setting boundaries isn't selfish. And I have to remind myself of that over and over again. But it really is an act of self-love and self-preservation. It allows us to just be present for our own lives and for the people that we love the most without losing ourselves in the process. There have been times in my life where I really have lost sight of Camille and I have forgotten to take care of Camille. I was so focused on being the mom and on being the wife that I forgot about me. But when we have healthy boundaries in our lives, we create a space for ourselves and that space can be full of joy and it can be full of personal growth. And that is what we're going for, right? This is just part of the journey of becoming the best version of ourselves. And that's what we're here for. I hope that these past few episodes about people-pleasing felt. If anything, they have helped me and reminded me of the things that I'm working on and why it's so important. So thanks for joining me. I hope I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Moms on the Rise podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Mommy Tummy Fix program. If you are interested in learning more about how to take care of your body from a place of love, head over to themommytummyfix.com and join our community of over 10,000 women who are finding ways to live a complete and healthy life one small choice at a time. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, a rating, and follow along so that you don't miss a single conversation. Keep on rising.